Hey everybody, there are a ton of ways that you can follow us online. We've got our website, realnerdspodcast.com, that you can go to and you can read articles and find the podcast episodes there as well. If you like social media, you can follow us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us anytime and leave a voicemail at 720-6-NERDS-5 and then we'll play your voicemail on the show. Thanks for listening. I hope you like us. Shot and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can but talk film. I'm sorry, take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the gods. Let's action. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast in the universe. I'm Ryan. I'm joined by Brad. Maybe the best podcast of all time. Uh, Yeah. Not just space, but also the fourth dimension. Yes. Or a dimension people don't even know about yet. Exactly. We're, We're like the quantum realm fucking best podcast. Totally. The deeper you go into this, this, the spiral the the greater the podcast gets because it's so condensed totally and we're like kang we don't care about kang the conqueror no that dude's that dude's a punk total every week on real nerds podcast we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world this week we saw avatar the way of water Stay tuned where we will tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the film. We'll also talk about the big movie news of the week and something we've been watching. That's basically what we've done for going on going on 12 years next next year, Brad. Yeah, we're the, we've almost done a full year of the new format. So I know. How, how are you feeling about um, the new format? Do we, do we need to change it again? Or No, I think we're good. Like, I think it's uh, the optimum uh, version of the show. Like, we've weeded out all the um, extraneous stuff. Yeah, I've had people uh, tell me that they that they like um, the new one and that we put the movie of the week at the beginning. Yeah, so they can just check out after 15 minutes and, you know, their their day's done. They can move on to other podcasts, Um, inferior podcasts, of course. But yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's of course, it's inferior. (laughs) But it's also easier for us to record because it's not almost three hours long each time. So, yeah, you uh, know, I'm a, I'm having fun, and I'd only change it if one of you said we should change it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> I say it's it's always comes down to you. Um, but I think also it forces us to pay more attention to the movie of the week and give a better review because that's our focus and not so much another two hours of other things so really the new format's giving our listeners even better uh reviews of movies now so there's that i agree it's like we know what we're doing sometimes yeah let's get we're gonna put all our energy into the first half of the show um so you get the best return in your ears yeah something like that the return in your ears. I don't think I've ever heard that said 
trying to mix like marketing lingo with our dopey podcast <laughs> performance, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's do the uh the return in your ears is our next uh what do you call it? Um slogan. <laughs> Just spray that return all over your ears. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Just load that audio into the the wires and then release it <laughs> into your your canal. Yummy. Any any plans for Christmas spread? <sighs> Probably uh I don't know. Um I'm just going to try to get caught up on a bunch of side projects, I guess, that are sitting nice. around. Uh, if a... we're able to see uh, Babylon together, I, I, I have a Christmas present for you. Oh, sick. Yeah, I saw this and I thought of you and I mean, I was like, ah, oh, fine, I guess he's worth that much money. I don't know. It's not another dildo, is it? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a, a flesh rocket. What are those called? <laughs> it's like a... Um, a flashlight. There it is. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Anywho, uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we waited 13 years to see a sequel to Avatar. I don't know if I waited that long, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recommend Avatar Way of the Water? Um, I mean, if you just want to sit in a seat and watch pretty things for like three and a half hours, sure. Um if if you if there's a planet earth docu, docu <laughs> discovery's planet earth uh hole in your life that you've been missing uh sure <laughs> go watch avatar uh way of the water otherwise um yeah the story's okay it's a revenge movie and uh it did that so yeah i'll spoil it after the trailer <laughs> yeah you know i'm not enamored with it i i'm not the biggest fan of the first one um and, you know, in fact, I only own the Blu-ray because my father bought it and he was downsizing. He just gave it to me. So um, I don't know when my dad gave it to me. I want to say five or six years ago. It's still sitting on the shelf and I have not watched it since. So I was excited that, um, <laughs> that Alamo had a recap because I couldn't remember anything <laughs> from the first movie. Um, as someone who never saw it to begin with, uh, that was helpful. And then it also explained the big question I was asking about how, um, you know, this, this dude is in an avatar like 24 seven. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's looks nice. Um, yeah, but I, I just like, you're right. The story is meh, but if you want to look at something that looks really nice, then go see it. Here's the trailer for Avatar Way of the Water. Heartbeat. She's so close. So what does her heartbeat sound like? 
not let you bring your war here. Outcast. That's all they see. I see you. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth. And after your death. This is our home! I need you with me. And I need you to be strong. movie takes place i don't know how long after the first avatar um and jake i think it it might be actually 13 years because the prologue shows like sully and natiri creating a family and then you remember their names i (laughs) i can remember like (laughs) what's their kids names i know the littlest one is like tuck tuke tuke see (laughs) the fuck uh and that's it that's all i got I don't remember the two boys, and uh, is it wrong for me to say I couldn't tell them apart most of the time? <laughs> no, not at all. I couldn't tell them apart either. And then whatever character uh, Sigourney Weaver plays, I don't know her name. I thought her name was Kitty, but I don't think that's right. It sounds it's, almost right. It sounds almost right. It's a K-something, right? Kiri, maybe? I don't know. Cute. But anyway, after they do that whole prologue of like, hey, we made a family, which might be in real time 13 years, you know, since mm. the last one. But then they do like one year later after that prologue to introduce you know the the plot so it, it might be that that long i don't know or um i don't know maybe the gestation period of navi is really quick so maybe it was just like 30 days and then a year later i don't know yeah um so yeah the story revolves around now the colonel from the first one who's the bad guy was cloned as a navi and he's on yeah and he's on his way to pandora because they want to kill jake sully which i i don't know why they want to (laughs) yeah they uh they bring back that ever force of and no the earth corporation that mines on titanium they make the trek back and uh his first order of business is just to get revenge and apparently it's sanctioned by whatever company they work for because he has no other thing he's supposed to be doing yeah i i um i don't know because like, yeah i mean it's just a revenge thing and then uh they, they end give, up they doing... give him a whole team too like yeah it's like, not like... i guess of all his people that have died um they're all um cloned again as navi which it sounded like they were going to infiltrate them as you know being part of it and then yeah, trojan they horse decided them. they're going to be marines and, and do it i don't know um so anyways they go uh sully gets doesn't want anything to happen to his family so they move out to the water navi who are different names that i don't know they who they are yep um what's their names you remember nope 
the water Navi. That's what I got. Yep. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> and uh, I really wish you could review these the day we watched them. <laughs> well, even then, like I, I, they made the point um, during the pre-show, and I think it's very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, true is this is you know Avatar is the highest grossing film of all time, but you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who knows all the characters or thinks the movie is that memorable. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it looks cool. Uh, there's a whole middle part of this movie where they're really just going through the water thing. And there's whales that are kind of like sharks. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, and then they get drawn out. And then there's a big fight on a whaling ship because evidently this is uh, the first one is burning of rainforest. This one is whaling because no one cares about unobtainium anymore. Now they're trying to get blubber or something from the whale that stops people from aging. Whale brain juice that apparently makes you immortal somehow, which again, we've already been like the whole concept of avatar in this movie is you can transfer your consciousness into another body. And so like, why does anyone care about mortality now? And they're still hunting for this brain whale brain juice. Yeah, I like if they I mean, wanted to, like, they could probably just make humanoid bodies and not Navi bodies and just transfer everyone's consciousness into those, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my issue with like the it's the, the story doesn't make any sense it, for a movie that's three hours and 20 minutes long. Um, it seems like there's a lot missing. There's a part where, um, one of the Jake Sully's Navi kids. Um, is left out the reef with uh the whale things, and then it cuts to the other kids finding this like sacred tree, but they've never mentioned it before, and they're just there. And um, I guess Sigourney Weaver's kid has powers where she can control um fucking sea life. Yeah, she somehow directly connected to the the uh, the aura of the planet so like right away it's uh you know something's up because when everyone's learning how to breathe longer underwater she's not even trying she's just under there like she has gills or yeah. something so that's like a tip off like oh she's more in tune with the uh, environment than everyone else um but also like i don't understand she's referred to as their daughter but she's an avatar from Sigourney Weaver the human character yeah but born out of her avatar which here's another thing I brought up and I said it last week and you said it before too so if an avatar Jake Sully F's a Navi even though he's an avatar it still impregnates them and it impregnates him with his like human DNA and half Navi. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, yeah, I don't get the I don't know. Of that. Like if it, if the goal of the avatars that were created was just to like infiltrate society, like why did they build that into it? Yeah. Yeah. I, Seems like a little extra. I don't know. Like when um, they were doing the whole 
science part, you know, and they did the presentation. They're like, well, it's going to take an extra three months to add, you know, uh, uh, sperm to this guy. And they're like, do we really need that, though? And like, no, yes, we do. So let's spend the extra three to six months developing that and implementing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Dedicate I resources know, like, to this. Like the dialogue is so stupid. Um. I mean, the bad guy literally says, we're not in Kansas anymore. Again. Um, again. Yeah, in the first movie, apparently. Um, there's also, uh, you and I both let out a, <laughs> when the well said, it's too painful to say. <laughs> he asked him why he's an outcast. <laughs> it has like a tear in its eye. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, the whole talking to whales scene was very. I just, I kept thinking of like Baxter and Anchorman, <laughs> like yeah, totally. <laughs> Fergie talking to his dog, and yeah, the, the son's just relating everything that the whale is saying, and <laughs> it's a nice moment, but also yeah, it's, it's a little funny. To... <laughs> yeah, it's too painful to talk about. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> he could communicate that with blinking, and not only that, but the Navi understand the SOS blinking or. Morris code blinking. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah and there's something else. I forget what it is. Now keep going. I'll think of it. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I mean, and we don't really know what happened to all the whaling guys. Like one guy got his arm chopped off. Oh, yeah. Jermaine Clement shows up as like the good scientist who's just like uh, tolerating the whaling and then uh he makes fun of the actual whaler who does it's pretty cool when his arm gets ripped off yeah and talks to the that boat. Guy, but... but then we never see those whalers and then you know we had like all the ocean navi fighting and then once the 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 whaling ship capsizes it's just uh quaritch and uh the sully family uh and you're like where did all like why did everyone go home and just leave them there <laughs> yeah. yeah and where are all the whalers and all the military people did they just <laughs> turn around and go like what happened yeah i i, I don't um, know what's going on yeah and there's a lot of like uh you know the the trite uh conventional we're family stuff you know it's like sully's stick mm-hmm. together like stuff you've heard in other movies um, yeah and you know the one son dies and i don't even care um, okay yeah it's sad but yeah i wasn't like oh no we lost such an important character uh, yeah we lost what's his name <laughs> like imagine um, them like killing uh sully and then that family has to go on without him like like that probably would be yeah, more impactful you know i uh i always because they don't even focus on that son for most of the movie. It's it's the screw up son that gets the yeah. screen time. So, and it's I, you know you got to take risks and for I mean I always go back to Spider Man No Way Home where they killed Aunt May, which I thought was a huge like shock. And even um, my only really critique of the Batman is when they had a chance to kill Alfred and they kind of pushed out on it. Yeah, um, that would have been pretty daring. Yeah. But and, and in this one, yeah, you're right. You, it's the it's the brother who's the least um, interesting because he's quote unquote the good soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which so from a writing standpoint, feels like it's the easiest to get rid of. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, but but yeah, on the good side, know, it's, it's really pretty. It's pretty yeah. photorealistic. We saw it in three D. We didn't mention that. We saw the three D version, and it's uh, nothing new. Three D wise, yeah, it looks cool, but. I was a little disappointed yeah. because I kept hearing, you know, in these past 13 years that Cameron was working on a glasses list 3D for this movie and it clearly didn't happen. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, again, it's, it, you know, I feel the same way about the first Avatar is nothing on it really moved me. Um, like it looks cool, but I was also, uh, Cameron also said that his, motion capture was light years better than Thanos. And I totally disagree. Um, there's the scene where the sun dies and Zoe Sedania's character is emoting and it's like nothing. Um, I, I don't remember her eyes blinking and it just looks fake to me. Um, so I don't know. Did you notice a huge difference in um, what the Avengers did in Avatar. Uh, no, uh, it, it's it's obviously different environments. Uh, you know, as far as CGI characters go, I feel like they're mostly on the same level. But also, you know, Avengers pretty much has like Robert Downey Jr. is in a CGI suit, so like that's pretty convincing. And you got Thanos. Um, but uh, to this movie's credit, I'd say like eighty percent of the characters in it are cgi <laughs> so yeah there's almost no actual it might as well be an animated movie you know there's no actual yeah that's what i mean it's it feels like it's like toy story yeah like a really detailed toy story uh and we totally didn't talk about spider yet <laughs> oh yeah the worst character ever which you know I, again i didn't watch the first one but everyone seems surprised that he had a son of course had a son that was left behind yep I don't know who gave birth to him. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know where and his mom's he at. Was, and every time, uh, quote unquote, a bad guy would say something to him, he'd always say, <laughs> I guess he's because he's feral. I I don't know. <laughs> and then he saves his like dad. Like after. I don't. Yeah. How's he going to explain this? that in the next movie? Yeah. Like the guy who practically killed everybody. Like I let him go. Like he'd even drag him back to the family so he could be in prison. He's just like, "Cool, take off, man. Yeah. Don't show your face around here anymore." <laughs> like what? Just a absolutely dumb move. Yeah. Oh well, it's okay. <laughs> I, I have friends though. My my friend uh, Danielle, who works with me, um text me and she said you saw avatar should i i really want to see it because i love the first one I, I i guess we're in the minority i don't know uh yeah i guess i don't yeah uh, <laughs> i got texts of like you actually sat through a three and a half hour movie and then like i thought of all the movies that that person sat through that were that long and i was like why does that matter <laughs> like yeah i i will say that it drags where a movie, I keep on bringing up Endgame because it's my closest comparison for like scale. Endgame moves really fast. Um, this one just seemed to drag, and a lot of look how pretty things are. 
Yeah, that whole uh, when they're learning to ride, which I guess they learned to ride those like air creatures. So they just recycled that that whole plot into this one, except they're underwater now. But yeah, there's like a whole stretch where it's just no one's saying anything about the plot. They're just underwater looking at stuff. Yep. So I guess a bunch of CGIers had you know a fun time for 13 years just making all these really cool underwater stuff things. Um, yeah. And yep. To its credit, that's the that's the most amazing part for me is it, like every frame is a, a a painting. Like I'd say a lot of the movie looks looks really really good. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, story wise, it's like oh okay, <laughs> yep. I get what's going on. <laughs> Yep. Each, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what the next one would be if they do it, other than just more revenge, I guess. <laughs> It'll be revenge of the Navi. Find something uh, new to mine. Yeah. <laughs> or we yeah. have we're talk we're talking about it, so it has to be something in the air, right? Yeah. Because we've done water and land, so. Yeah, so gonna Avatar, fight Air the, Wars. Yeah, and they'll have like uh, ships that ride the winds. Um, all the something like these Navi will be born with wings, so they're always <laughs> flying around. So they don't need the flying dragon things. Yeah, they can fly on their own. Yeah, and if you connect with them through that like ponytail thing. You can grow your own wings. Yep. And then they'll start and uh, they'll try to use the wings and then they'll fall and get hurt. It'll be so funny. <laughs> and there'll be like a big bird that is like an outcast and <laughs> the, the daughter will connect to it on a personal level that the other ones don't trust. And yeah, <laughs> dude, we've already written it. <laughs> and some of the sky Navi will be, you know, resistant to. You know, they'll they'll be bullying them as they try to integrate. Yeah. Yeah, what was also with like all the slang? Like how did the Navi learn like come at me, bro, like type stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we probably bring up and why does Spider always say that? Come on, dude. Let's go, bro. <laughs> That's just how James Cameron thinks people talk, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. In a completely foreign environment. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess Jake Sully really integrated himself into the world then yeah he taught, he taught everyone english really quickly in all the slang yeah most important thing is the slang i'm just trying to figure out like where he t- like what situation what he was in that he called someone a bitch and then his kids saw it <laughs> and then learned from him <laughs> yep <laughs> anywho um, this is the news story of the week. It's real news. So this is a little self-serving because, um, we, have, through this podcast, have met some cool people and some of the nicest, coolest people we've met was at Telluride Horror Show 2012, um, Adam Schindler and Brian Netto are directing uh, a new film that's produced by Sam Raimi called uh, Don't Move. 
and um, they're going to start it soon. Um, and they actually have one of my favorite found footage films called Delivery. Um, of course, when it was released on home video, they changed it to Delivery, The Beast Within. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I think there was another Delivery movie that came out at the same time, right? That's probably why. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's is it cool part because... of the is it part of the Don't Breathe universe? Like don't no, breathe, don't um, move. No, so it's uh, so not only is it Sam Raimi, but it's also the executive producers of Barbarian, which is um, you know, one of the cool horror films of the year. If you haven't seen it, um, definitely do it. Uh. And it's an interesting premise. Um, the premise is uh, they say it's a seasoned killer injects a grieving woman with a paralytic agent. She must then run, fight, and hide before her body completely shuts down. Um, so it's uh, it's a really interesting thing. I know they're starting it really soon. Um, and uh, so Adam Schindler and Brian Netto are really nice guys. Um, they originally hooked up with Sam Raimi. Remember Quibi? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Sam Raimi had a thing on there called, uh, 50 States of Fright, where directors from each state would tackle, uh, like an Ur- urban, urban legend, legend or something. Yeah. And they did the Minnesota one because that's where they're from. And so they, um, so now that's their uh, that's their new thing. So good for them. Yeah. And Congratulations. It's cool seeing, yeah, it's cool seeing people that you know we've talked to. Even something this year where I wasn't the biggest fan of Mad God, but that we sat down with Phil Tippett, you know, ten years ago, and he was talking about it. Um, and we just saw a little clip of it ten years ago, and how long and how much hard work he put into it is kind of cool to see. Um. So yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, fun seeing people we've been around fall into these um, or work hard to get these opportunities, and I will be there to see it because I'm excited to see it. For sure, yeah. Maybe we can come back and talk about their new movie. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Name dropping. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just tag them when it when it comes out and be like, hey. Well, and that's not the only thing too. Um, uh. Quiet Girls Guard, uh, Guide to Violence. Fuck. Raphael. Raphael Ruiz. Ruiz, thank you. Um, he helped produce the new documentary and uh, for Star Trek The Motion Picture on their big deluxe edition oh, this nice. year. So, um, so, yeah, another guy. So he kind of transitioned to that part of filmmaking where he works on special features on Blu-rays and things like that. Um, which is really fun. So it's cool seeing another guy that we sat down with and his short film was really uh, cool to watch. And, um, and yeah, so it's, it's just cool seeing all that stuff happen. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got for news this week. I, I mean, it's been dominated by avatar stuff and um, DC stuff. Yeah. Which we talked about. So yeah, cool. This 
is what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Gosh, I don't know if I t- want to talk about Law and Order or The Night Before Christmas. What do you think? Doom, doom. <laughs> Whatever you want. That's two very different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, Law, Law and Order. I, I, I texted you about it. I, I, it's fun seeing because, you know, I'm watching season 13 or I guess 14 now. And uh, it's those seasons are right, like right after 9-11. So it's it's they're almost twenty years old, um, and you know it's fun seeing people who are really popular now as you know really quick characters. So, uh, for instance, uh, Sebastian Stan, like he's a baby faced teenage kid in the episode he's in, um, <laughs> but it is it's crazy that in that episode he plays a serial sniper. You find out, and his uh. But uh, but he was uh, he was in a car accident at like age five, and then Ty Burrell Burrell is like a marine who I guess kidnapped him or rescued him or something. And uh, Sebastian Stan was like in a family where the dad was like really abusive, so he didn't mind getting kidnapped. Um, and so he lived the rest of his uh, you know, teenage years at like with Ty Burrell. So it's a little bit like. He was brainwashed, and the fact that his he made the story about his parents dying in a car accident uh, is very Winter Soldiery. <laughs> and he's a sniper. <laughs> and he's a sniper, like he's an assassin. Well, he's he kills four people because you know the Marine trains him. But so, yeah, I I always think of uh, Kevin Smith too in this, where he wanted to be the guy who led them to the guy who led <laughs> them to the guy. Yeah, like just the very beginning bad guy or. <laughs> I think about every time or whatever. I think about that every time they, yeah, the the first part where the detectives go around town. I always just think about, yeah, Kevin Smith wanted to be that character because they, <laughs> yeah, it's like three or four characters that they run through, and yeah. So, so where yeah. are you streaming this on? I got Peacock still. Oh, okay. Um, I well, was going to sense because it's a huge NBC property. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, they canceled it like I don't know, twenty twelve or something, and. They actually they're making new episodes now, um, with a whole new cast and everything. But uh, yeah, it's, there's like they uh they don't have anything before season thirteen, which is the stuff I grew up on. So that's the stuff I really want to watch, but I can't because it's not there. Um, because yeah, it started in 1990. Wow. Um. So yeah, they've they I think when they ended they had 20 seasons even. Now they I think they got 22, and hmm. they're they're all 30 episode seasons and they're hour long. So. It's a commitment. But yeah, they're they're always interesting. Um, it's it's amazing, like to think like they wrote that many episodes. You know, like how many different ways could they do that show? Yeah, uh, and also the spinoffs, well, I guess. But, yeah, say how many spinoffs are there? Three or four, right? Yeah, three or four, because obviously SVU is the big one, the big spinoff. Yeah, and that was like and, the first one. But they also had like Criminal Intent with like I think it had Vincent D'Onofrio. And there's, I don't know, like a family court one or something. Yeah. Like, I I browse through the Peacock there. It's just like Law and Order or something, something. And you're like, I didn't know that existed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it was like two seasons, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it kind of makes me want to be like, I kind of want to be a detective. (laughs) Like like in real life, I want to go get, I don't know, I probably have have to be a cop for like what? two or three years first, then you get to be a detective. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it really, you just have to show that you're good at investigating and putting things together. Um, yeah, that's the part that I'm interested in. I want to solve mysteries. Well, you know, um, it's not really a, a detective thing, and it's for civilians, but I think our county is looking for evidence people. Like people who collect evidence or uh, well, they analyze evidence? Basically, yeah, they're custodians and they analyze it. Yeah. The other interesting thing is uh, because this season, these seasons also are like right after CSI started. Um, you know, I'm watching them and a lot of the, 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 uh, like crime lab people in law and order are more prominent than they were in like the nineties. Uh, they have mm. more personality and everything. So it very much feels like a push from the producers to be like, Hey, CSI is stealing a little bit of our audience. Uh, you know, let's make the, uh, you know, uh, forensics guy a little like more interesting and quippy. And, uh, now we have an internet. Uh, search person because it's you know 2003 2004 and uh we can solve a lot of uh parts of our plot with them just like backtracing through emails you know so like there's a new character for that and yeah yeah they also make that kind of stuff way more cool than it really is it takes a lot of time and it's way more slow than the tv shows have you believe oh yeah for sure i'm just like <laughs> the, the the analyst they have for the internet thing is like so cocky and everything and me who knows a little more about the internet than I'd say most people are just like, there's no way that she had that easy of a time finding that, you know, they basically treat it like you can get anything at any time, you know, Mm -hmm. on the internet and in the early two thousands where it's, I feel like there was still a pretty good, you know, level of security even back then. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Had you never seen it before? I thought I did, but apparently I didn't because I was watching it, and it's like I only remember the parts that I've just seen in pop culture. Mm. I didn't know where the story was going, so I was like, "Oh shoot, I don't think I've seen this." Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I watched it the Esquire late night, and uh, man, is it short? <laughs> it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, um, I got out of there like at eleven thirty. It's crazy. I'm used to leaving at like one a.m. Yeah, um, it's, it's Laura's favorite film. I I I like it, but I, I've never been that in love with it. How lots of people are, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like the songs are pretty repetitive. Like the kind of the same tune going on. Um, like the animation, of course, is is gorgeous and, and a, an amazing achievement. But yeah, there's also like story stuff that doesn't make sense to me because Jack Skellington wanders into the forest because he's all, man, I've been doing this job forever this is boring and then he finds this circle of trees that have portals to all the different holidays right mm-hmm. and he picks the christmas one stumbles through it gets enamored with christmas like oh look how cool and then uh he comes back and tells everyone about it and even though everyone reacts like oh that's cool we do want to do that he's not convinced so he's like i have to f- try even harder to make them believe that this is a cool thing and i'm just like dude they want to do it. Stop trying so hard. <laughs> Gives them to do Christmas on Halloween. And then I don't know how time works, but they have like a, a town, like the center of town has a countdown to like this many days till Halloween, but they cover up and say Christmas. And I'm like, is that like, are they going to celebrate Christmas on December 25th? Or is this like 365 days later on their next Halloween? I don't get that. Um, and also he goes, he tells like Oogie Boogie's 
henchman like hey don't tell oogie boogie even though like you're close friends with him uh but go kidnap santa claus i'm just like why would you ask them to do that if you don't mind? <laughs> like it's gonna get out man <laughs> like that was a dumb move and then like why even kidnap santa claus at all like why can't um like he talks about bringing christmas to halloween land or whatever but then he goes to human land and disrupts their christmas and pretends to be santa it's like why did he have to like involve the town with that like he could have done that on his own and gone and like i guess they made the toys for everybody but like i like why didn't he just celebrate christmas and not go to human land and also is halloween town like does that have humans that go trick-or-treating because christmas town has humans that get presents and like the elves and Santa are like Halloween town characters in their world. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And then Jack Skellington, Skellington gets shot out of the sky by the military and lands in a cemetery. And then he finally like like understands the errors of his ways. And then to get back to Halloween Town, he just opens a gravestone or a tomb, and then like goes back through that door. I'm just, I'm like so he just already knows where the portals are, but he was surprised that there was like these tree portals. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I think the the story is whatever, but yeah, the animation and the character design is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's a uh, Sally. Uh, apparently she's poisoning the guy who created her. And I'm not sure why that guy's such a bad guy. Other than he's like cranky all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like she has free, like she's able to get out and like roam the town square on her time off. Um, all he wants her to do is like make dinner once in a while. Like, thanks for, yeah, no big deal. I just gave you life. Uh, <laughs> and then he spends his time making a, a, a better servant. Like, you know, eternal ser- servitude is not great, but it doesn't sound like he's like really oppressing her, you know? So <laughs> you hit it here first. Uh, Brad is down with slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Women do belong in the kitchen. Oh, snap. Yeah, so I was like, it, it, there's... She, it seems like she has a pretty uh, decent amount of freedom, but apparently, yeah, she's willing to poison this guy over and over again <laughs> to get out of the house she's allowed to leave. And <laughs> Yeah, and then like Jack for whatever reason, I don't know. Yep. What did you watch? Yep. Uh, you know, actually, I haven't watched too much this week. I, um, but I was excited because uh, when you and I hung out on <laughs> Sunday, um, we went to Twist and Shout, and I got the Superman animated series on Blu-ray, and I haven't seen them in a long time, and that show is really good. Um, I, you know. I forgot how good it was. I mean, the first three episodes are just Superman's origin. And uh, so the first episode is just Krypton and um, with Jor-El and uh, Laura, Superman's wife. And uh, Jor-El is talking about, you know, uh, Krypton being destroyed and that everybody believes his, his AI system uh, brainiac that it's not going to, but, it's a cool little twist on it where Brainiac also agrees with Jor-El, but he's telling everybody else that it's not going to destroy itself because he's in the meantime, he's downloading all of Krypton's um, memories, all of the technological advances. 
um, to preserve himself. Uh, so it's a really interesting first half hour. Then the second one is, um, for the most part, is young Clark Kent. Um, and then it kind of ends with him um, going to Metropolis. And then the last part is people figuring out uh, that there's a, a Superman and him fighting Lex Luthor, or quote-unquote Lex Luthor, because um, it starts with Lex gets this military suit stolen from him, and Superman deduces that he actually set it up so he could, um, so the U.S. government would have to pay him billions of dollars to make more. Um, so it's a really cool, like, smart plot to make Luthor um, a villain and how uh, conniving he is. Uh, so it's just really cool seeing it. And then, of course, the animation style and the character designs are really cool. Um, and it's cool to see that contrasted with Batman, where it's Art Deco. And in Superman, it's more futuristic because uh, Metropolis is, you know, city of the future. Uh, so it's just a really cool show. I've seen the f- I watched the first six episodes um, and it's just it's just really well done. The voice cast is so good. Um I mean, they literally struck gold again with Superman like they did with Batman. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. I know there's um, a three-parter coming up called The World's Finest that uh, Batman the Animated Series characters cross over um, Harley Quinn and the Joker and stuff, too. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got to check it out sometime because, like, yeah, it it was around when I was watching animated series and all that back in those days, but yeah, I never got around to actually watching it. So, yeah, I remember a few, um, uh, like episodes, but I didn't watch it. Like I watched, you know, the animated series to this day. I, I'll, I'll plug in the animated series. If I'm like, man, I just want to watch something that's really fun. It's serialized and, Oh, I'm going to watch the episode with Roxy rocket or something. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, I do remember working at uh, game stores and everyone complaining about the uh, Superman video game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's definitely known as one of the worst video games of all time. Um, I remember, uh, I don't think I ever played it, but I know people are complaining about you had to fly through rings as Superman or something. Yeah, that's all I remember from it is just flying around like aimlessly without like any uh, understanding of like what's going on. Yeah, you know, we talked last week, too. It was cool seeing, because um, I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but I do really love the 1978 film. And it's kind of cool seeing Superman just be Superman, where his powers aren't a burden. He does them to help people. Uh, it's just it's just really cool to see again. Um, and I, I hope that that's what they're going to do for the new Superman movie is kind of bring it back to that hope, you know? Yeah. I think Marvel helped with that because there was that like mentality of, um, you know, thanks to the, the dark nineties here, like superhero movies and a little bit of the 2000 Marvel stuff of Mm -hmm. like, you know, they have to be edgy and dark and adult. I think like Marvel through their use of humor was really like, made them unashamed to show their their comic bookness yeah Um, i agree and it's it's okay to like you know they don't have to all be dark you know the the darkness should really come from the villains 
Um, I'm okay with Batman because I think, I mean, the Batman, I think, is an incredible film and it fits that universe. You know, that one's really bleak, but it works. Superman doesn't need to be that way. I think Superman should give people hope and, um, you know, look for the good in humanity. I think, uh, uh, an important thing too. Um, you know, in Superman fighting a huge cosmic threat, I think, would be fun. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll do that. I hope they get some big time Superman villain to be in it. You know, you, the, Lex Luthor has been in almost every Superman film. Yeah. You know, it's okay if he, he takes a break. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they didn't even have the Joker in the first Batman begins. So exactly. Yeah, you can and, always get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's technically in the Batman, but it's not a Joker story. And that's yeah. okay. And the new you know, uh, Spider-Man didn't get a Green Goblin until the third one. So exactly, and it's and that's what I mean too. It's and that's fine. You know, it's everybody knows who Norman Osborn is. Everybody knows who the Joker is. Um, if you tease them or they they're just in it a little bit, I think that's fine. <laughs> so I've heard all these um, stories about like all the failed Brainiac plot lines, and apparently the animated series came out of the gate with a Brainiac show. So yeah. Like I said, it's it's inter- it's an interesting take. I mean, I don't know Superman enough. I don't know if that's his original story, but I was intrigued. I mean, I'm, that makes sense to me because I know he's you know an AI robot. So having him have all that knowledge of Krypton and self preserving that he's self aware that way, I think is a really cool um, plot. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be just him. Like you can integrate that with any other villain. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what it. I, again, I, I defer to our friend Jesse. I mean, he's a huge Superman fan. I don't know who he'd want to see in a Superman film. Yeah. Because um, I think, like, if it's just Brainiac in the movie, I think, you know, from a filmmaking standpoint, they would try to make a physical manist- manifestation of Brainiac. So they would probably build some CGI character to, like, represent, you know, this yeah. digital entity, which I think would probably be lame. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, in the comics, he's like a big green guy so mm. I, I don't know um yeah. metallo might be neat oh that'd be yeah you know it's just just like a human dude know. who gets like a kryptonite heart or something like that's just some kind of frankenstein thing i don't know yeah i um i'm just scrolling through i just typed in um superman villains <laughs> i'm just I was gonna say, I think um, it's it's Lex Luthor or Zod, and obviously we've had plenty of both. So, yeah, those, it's, those you almost have to. Bizarro is kind of. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a, a character that can maintain a, a entire movie. <laughs> well, yeah, the way he talks. I mean, you kind of have to have him not um... be like fighting Yoda <laughs> for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, you'd have to almost have if you're gonna have Bizarro. He couldn't talk the way Bizarro does. You'd almost have to be like a normal person, but, um, you know, just talk to Superman normally because I don't think you could do it. Oh, you know, I'm just reading on Games Radar. They have uh, Mr. Mixaplex as number seven. Zod is number six. Doomsday, which they've done. I guess Darkseid, but they've done him in Justice League. Bizarro. Brainiac is number two, and then I'm sure number one's Lex Luthor, yeah. 
I don't know. I guess Superman's villains aren't as well <laughs> beloved as Batman or Spider Man. Yeah. I know, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's for James Gunn and Peter Safran to figure out. But number 10 is Metallo. Yeah. So. Right on. Yep. That's what I watched this week. Um, I didn't, I looked in our mail. I didn't see Corinne send us anything. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. So. Guess it's just us this week, my friend. That's cool. That's all I need uh, for next, this week. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're seeing Babylon. So we'll see you at the theaters for that. Um, and then Film Explosion. Um, yeah, Film Explosion is January 8th for sure. So make sure that you get us those um, lists if you want to take part. I'll start posting about it. Um, yeah. Man, yeah. Almost at the end of the year. We're going to record it at the bug. Uh, so like, I'm not going to make a public event out of it. But if, if fans want to come sit and be a part of the show, send us an email. Cool. Let us know. You'll be there. And yeah. we'll... we'll we're, we'll work it in, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure it out like we always do. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening and have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you at the movies. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will give it all the gods. Wait, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.